0: My name is Mark McNeil, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Hans Driver. Tired and Scores! El- now he's right. scores. Hands off for Rabel. Switches
1: hands
2: and scores. Kylie Omiller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson.
1: Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton. He's Adam. And together, we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Mark McNeil, midfielder with the Archers Lacrosse Club and the PLL. Mark, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks, thanks for having me.
1: No, it's great to have you. Uh, we want to kind of start at the beginning of your lacrosse career, Mark. You, you grew up in West River, Maryland. Uh, when did you first start playing lacrosse?
0: You know, I first started playing lacrosse at probably, uh, I think probably five or six. So I've been playing like, you know, most of my life. Hmm. And, um, you know, when I was young, I used to spend a lot of time over at my grandmother's house growing up, and my cousins would always be playing, and um, they always needed an extra guy. Um, so that's hmm. why I started so young. And. You know, got the opportunity.
1: Awesome. And then, uh, you know, for college, you ended up going to UNC where you were a two-sport athlete, playing wide receiver on the football team and special teams as well as, you know, midfielder on the lacrosse team. How were you able to successfully balance playing football and lacrosse during your time at Chapel Hill?
0: Uh, Yeah, I actually think, you know, playing football and lacrosse uh, because it was so time-consuming. What, what, you know, enabled me to do it, I had to stick to a pretty pretty strict schedule, uh, which I think, like, ultimately, you know, allowed me to, yeah, allowed me to be successful, like, been able uh, be able to do that uh, for four for four years.
1: No, that's great. So, yeah, it's probably, probably you were probably really, really busy, I'm sure. Uh,
0: yeah, it definitely was, but, you know, like, um, you know, at the time, it was definitely like, you know, cursing, oh, man, you know, if only this, if only I had, you know, more time to do this and that. Sure. But looking back at it, I don't think I would change a thing. I, I feel like it definitely Learned uh, a lot, and also like uh, I don't know, it's like a you know my seven year old self. <laughs> that's his
2: dream come true. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So it was you know for me it was a perfect decision. Um, I'm curious how how did that work? Uh, obviously, you missed fall ball. I'm sure you were probably one of the more in shape guys coming out of a season, though, for football, right?
0: Um, yeah, I, I was pre- I was pretty in shape. When I was coming out of season, but you know I wasn't the best. I wasn't like the best. Uh, it should be on the team. I always came out of the season, you know, pretty heavy. I felt like it was pretty quick okay. and and, uh, and fast, but, you know, um, I always came out, you know, pretty heavy and bulky from football. Sure. But, you know, you get back in it, you know, a couple weeks. But yeah. uh, definitely keeping busy during the fall, I feel like it was uh, definitely helped me out
2: because, you know, I didn't get, you know, worn out of lacrosse. Actually, you know, wouldn't mind if I got to play more. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes complete sense. That's awesome. Um, and then kind of following uh, your time uh, at UNC, you got drafted into the MLL right at, at a school and played for the Bayhawks for a couple years before uh, heading to the Florida launch in 2017. How were you able to kind of make that jump to the pros? And what, how do you think your skills developed over the years once you got to the MLL?
0: Um, I you know I think it was a pretty pretty easy transition mm-hmm. uh, from you know from college to the MLL. Uh I think one of the one of the biggest things I had to improve on uh was my conditioning. And I would definitely still think that's something that I, I need to improve on. Um but I would say like um I'd say one of the biggest things, like everyone the ball moves so much quicker. Sure. Um everyone's like way more dangerous. It's really interesting because, you know, you you talk about like uh nowadays like say like you know the Redwoods or like whip snakes, or like mm-hmm. all these you know great offenses and how loaded they are, yeah. But, like you know people often forget that there's like two short sticks guys out there, right yeah, um, absolutely, so you know just give you know a little love <laughs> to the to the G-Mids. but yeah, you know i think I think that was the biggest transition, um but you know it comes with time and experience,
1: no yeah, it's definitely I'm sure you know um a challenge you know being out there with so much talent um but You decided to take your talents to the PLL last season as a member of the Archers. Uh, What convinced you to kind of join this new league, and uh, what did you think of year one?
0: Um, For me, it was, uh, you know, for me it was a no-brainer.
1: I kind of, you know,
0: heard that competition was going to be really good. So, for me, it was kind of, yeah, it was easy. And also, like, you know, Paul, I don't know, I still have the ball. You know, he signed for me when he was playing the Johns Hopkins. That's awesome. To to hear him, you know,
2: hear about him starting a league, like, I don't know, I feel like I'd be foolish not to at least give it a shot. That's all awesome. so you kinda of talk, you talked about getting that ball from Paul and we didn't we didn't even ask you. How how did you end up deciding on UNC uh for school? Was that was that a big process? What what other schools were you looking at?
0: Oh man, so um for me it was actually kind of a huge process. So like you know, ever since I could remember, uh I always wanted to go to Johns Hopkins. Okay Um so like for me, you know, I was growing up watching like Kyle Harrison, you know, Paul Rabel, yeah. um, like Brian Christopher, those kind of like mid midfielders mm-hmm. and I just wanted to be just like him. Um <laughs> so um so you know, like looking at back at it for me to go to Carolina was just like such a huge deal to me. Um, mm-hmm. because like I said, like I've always dreamed about going to Johns Hopkins, but you know, once I kinda like got the opportunity, um you know, like Carolina going down there and also being around you know my my future teammates mm-hmm. um it was definitely a tough decision, but um definitely one of the best decisions I've made um, that's awesome and then, yeah, and then also you know it, at Hopkins you know a wonderful place, but i you know I wouldn't have had the opportunity um to play football there,
2: sure, uh, which is something I feel like I would have regretted uh later down the road, yeah, you got the best of both worlds. got it all, that's awesome. That's I've, I'm I'm always curious because I I know um, I I work in higher ed and I go to a bunch of high schools and I I live in Towson and I go to St Mary's every year and I'm always curious how kids um and students kind of transition because UNT is huge right and St Mary's is such a small inclusive environment so I'm always curious how how students make their decisions on where they end up. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It was it was really tough. I think having the opportunity to play both really you know really helped out for sure. me. So I was looking at. You know in Maryland, um, you know obviously UNC, Duke, and and Hopkins, and you know it was you know Hopkins was the only one that I you know couldn't play sports, so they kind of you know um, hindered it there. But I think yeah. you know coming from St. Mary's, which is pretty small, um, pretty small private school, then to like, mm-hmm. UNC, a pretty big public school. Um, I don't know. I think it was a pretty easy transition. Like, sure. like like luckily I had to play. Luckily I played football, so I had to be there in the summer. So yeah, I remember like true. me being so upset like to graduate and like. You know, two weeks later, I'm on campus. Like, I was on yeah. campus as a uh, – actually, as a 17-year-old. I had yeah. taken summer cool classes. So, I feel like um, that definitely eased my transition. Sure. And, yeah, I think by starting early.
1: Going back to the PLL, you know, now obviously it's it's been delayed a bit. Um, but how have you and your Archers teammates stayed in touch during the off season? What has been your mindset and training, you know, for year two?
0: You know, everyone's been in touch on, you know, group group – chats and various mm-hmm. different apps, so, like, uh, yeah, everyone's been in touch, and, and, and um, everyone, you know, everyone, the group chat's always, always rolling, um, and then, you know, people are <laughs> posting in there, like, uh, workouts and everything and playing. Sure. Um so, for me, like, that's kind of the biggest motivator is just, you know, kind of seeing, you know, my teammates, um, you know, working out and, you know, putting in the effort, and, I, you know, I don't want to be the guy, so... <laughs> But, yeah, something I want to, you know, work on in the off season is definitely, uh, you know, definitely, like I said, my conditioning. Uh, you know, I feel like, you know, you know, improved my condition. That definitely helped my game. And also just, you know, work on my stick skills. It's another, another thing I've been working on.
1: Yeah, you know, it's great. And you kind of got to, um, you know, keep training with some of the PLL athletes when you, you visited Japan last fall and played in the World, World Cross exhibition. Uh, what was that experience like traveling to, you know, Japan and, Getting to play, you know, in front of a new audience but also, you know, getting to experience a new country.
0: Oh man, it was it was a it was a trip of a lifetime. It was a, it was a dream come <laughs> true. Like I you know, I could, you know, talk hours about how wonderful of an experience it was. Um but you know, again, like two of my favorite things, um, you know, are lacrosse and traveling and, you know, experiencing new things. So like, you know, to combine both of them it's like sign me up. Um Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for real. So, and but I thought, you know, you know, obviously going to a new place and carrying new cultures, you know, is really cool and is exciting. But you know, the lacrosse aspect, of it, I just had no idea like how big uh, lacrosse was in, in Tokyo. And and to me, it was just like it was it was just shocking actually. Um, every you know the when we played, you know, the stands are full. Like you know, people know the game, and we're just excited, you know, to you know to be a part of its a part of its growth. And um, I would definitely say another part, probably, the, you know, in my, you know, my mind, probably, you know, okay, uh, sorry, kind of stuck in there. But um, uh, one of the big things for me um, is just, like, of course, you kind of know or hear about all the guys on the trip, mm-hmm. um, but it was something to, like, be, like, you know, to, to, you know, to experience them and, like, you know, learn about them and just kind of, like, bond and, you know, become friends, just not, like, competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know because you know I, I can kind of be a bit of a butthole on the, on the field, um, <laughs> but you know so but it's nice to you know, I don't know to bond with those guys you know I room with uh, uh, Connor Farrell and you know, and he's just like a character yeah. Um I don't know just yeah it's just nice to see that, you know on the field you know we can all be you know at each other's throats but off the field, um you know be home.
2: Yeah and you uh you you definitely got close with Connor we saw on your Instagram you guys sung karaoke which which was pretty awesome and we saw some of that which was cool.
0: Oh yeah like uh I, you know I'll <laughs> say this to the to the dad die like if, if you ever have the chance to see Evan Connell perform karaoke please drop everything <laughs> you're doing and go see him. That's when I put that on record. But yeah it was great you know seeing the fun side of of those guys um Like I said, it was definitely like a a trip of a lifetime or something like, you know, I'll never forget.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And kind of go off of your, uh, your Instagram there. Your nickname is Moose, right? And that's led to you using Moose is loose hashtag during your travels. Where did that come about? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So my,
0: <laughs> so that comes, okay. So a lot of my, you know, my buddies say I just like made that up one day. Like, Oh okay. wow. Loose. Like you just know, made that up. No, it comes, <laughs> you know, uh, freshman year in college, uh, you know, fun fact, uh, many people don't even know this. A lot of UNC guys don't, but it was it was Matt Holman who okay. I first gave me that name, Marcus's brother. Mm-hmm. And like, it always stuck. I love, you know, I love it. Um, and then on top of that, like you know, you say know, everyone has a nickname. Bones, Stephen Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just like, oh, moose is loose,
1: and I don't know, just kind of like,
0: I don't know, that's where I remember it from. So I like stuck with it and ran with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna we need to we need to see that used more by the archer's social media. Uh, you know, next season. Um, you know, I I think that's it's awesome. Just it it just flows well, and it's, you know, put put it together with some of your your highlights, shutting some people down, in the... And throw the mooses loose hashtag on there. We'd love to see that.
0: Yeah, you know, give a little, give a little D mid love. Never hurts anybody. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> now another PLL player uh, that you're pretty close with, another Anne Arundel County guy, is uh, Pat Harbison. Uh, tell us a little bit about your friendship with him.
0: Oh man, old drizzy hard, it's Pat Harbison. <laughs> you know, I had to do it. Um I've I've known Pat since we were you know since we were children you know I believe we've been competing against each other since like elementary like middle school days used to be uh, the Bays versus the uh, Davidsonville Gators Uh, and it used to always be a showdown Uh, you know I'm afraid to admit it you know I think they probably got the best of us Um, but yeah you know Pat went to the math and went to St Mary's. so yeah we competed Um, in high school you know he went to UVM went to UNC. Um, we competed in college, in MLL, and now in the PLL. Um, yeah, so he's a homie. He's a funny, funny cat. and he, I think he's always funny. He always talks about, like, how we in college one game, like, I somehow cross-checked an ankle, and, and now I'm a dirty player. I don't know. I'm a pretty big guy. I don't know, I don't know how that happens, but, you know, I just roll with it.
1: That's funny, yeah, no, we enjoyed having him on uh, our podcast uh, a few weeks ago, or actually it was a little bit longer ago, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but uh, yeah, it's cool to see, too, how you guys have uh, relationships that go off the field as well, um, and like, it goes back to the thing you were saying, too, how you got to know a lot of uh, your fellow competitors and teammates um, when you guys were on that trip in Japan, so um, I think, you know, lacrosse is a community, and it's cool to see that extend even into the pro game.
0: Yeah, and I would, you know, I would even say on top of, like, you know, Pat, I was- like, uh sick on my head, like, you know, Marcus, uh, you know, he was a Gilman guy, played, you know, played against him. So all the MIAA guys. I remember playing against, you know, Tom Schreiber in the Summer League, um Dominique, you know. So, you know, yeah, it's such a small community. And it's, you know, really interesting how, you know, 10 years later you get to, you know, be on the same team with them. Actually, I remember being at St. Mary's and, you know, uh, you know, Gilman, they were a good team. And I just remember, like, Marcus and uh, Greg and a bunch of, you know, Dave, a bunch of guys went to UNC and just absolutely just, like, despising them, you know <laughs> what I mean? And then now it's just like – you know they're the homies. <laughs> yeah.
2: that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, so I started coaching uh at Boys Latin this year. Um, and I like I'm from Philly, so I I knew the MIAA uh, rivalries were big, but I did not know how how big they were until I got on the field this year.
0: Oh yeah, I remember like you know because you know you commit so early in, in high school. I remember yeah. like uh, I was a junior, and like I see like some of the guys that. Uh, you know, I played against mm-hmm. that were already committed there, committed there. I'm like, damn, you know, like, <laughs> like yo, <know>, this guy. <laughs> but yeah, like, but I don't know. Then I don't know, just become a family, and it's awesome. Yeah. The rivalry is real,
1: and it's great to see. You know how competitive the PLL has been uh, too, just in one year. Uh, but that Matt, wraps up our our main questions, Mark. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, a word from our sponsor, and then after that, we'll get into our five and five segment.
2: Before history is written,
0: it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: Today I also want to talk to you about Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawk Shades have an array of both quality sunglasses and blue light glasses at a fraction of the cost of popular sunglass brands. Their blue light glasses are perfect for guys like me who spend hours looking at a computer screen when editing. They also have a great collection of sunglasses with pro athletes like Kylie Ollmiller, Kyle Harrison, Mike Chanichuk, and Chris Hogan repping the brand. So if you want a pair of the shades the pros wear, visit TomahawkShades.com and use the code PLT20 to save 20% on your order today. All right, so welcome back. Uh, now it's time to do our 5 and 5 segment. I'll start off with the lacrosse questions. And the first one I have for you, Mark, is uh, what are some of your top songs on your game day or workout playlist?
0: Oh, wow. Some of my top okay, what immediately jumps in my mind is uh, Electricity, Dua Lipa. So, um, you know, that's definitely on repeat on my game day list. Um, you know, really, anything with anything with any hot beats, female vocals, I'm totally on board with.
1: One game day. Gotcha. And then number two, who's been your toughest matchup during your pro lacrosse career? It can be more than one too, if you have a few.
0: You know, I I always I uh, love always going against uh, Joe Joe Walters. Um, that's always fun. Uh, you know, we have a nice little you know on field rivalry that I like to uh, nice. like to keep going. Um, still have his ball that he signed back in his Maryland days too.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, uh, number three, uh, who is your favorite lacrosse personality on social media right now?
0: Oh, my favorite lacrosse personality on social media right now. Oh, I mean, I gotta like, I you know, I gotta give, you know what? I, off the top, I gotta give a shout out. You know, I guess to you know to Drizzy Harbs. Uh, you know, I love him on social media. And also, you know, Marcus. Um, I think he's a he's a good guy on social media. Keeps uh, me motivated. With his, uh, I don't know, constant relax and workouts, and mm-hmm. kind of good vibes.
1: Yeah, I, I like seeing his surprise appearances too in Alex Ost uh, TikTok videos. <laughs> Those are always fun. <laughs> He's got moves, <news,
2: laughs> right? Uh,
1: number four. What is your current lacrosse stick setup in terms of shaft, head, and stringing? Oh my. Okay, my current.
0: Okay, so I I, I really like SCX. I've uh, been using them for a long time, so I stick with them. I use a Stallion. Um, okay. got. you know. Um, I don't know, you know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a D guy, so I'm not really too worried about, you know,
1: where how my stick looks. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then number five, uh, what has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at?
0: I always loved. I don't know, going up. Like I said, was a huge Hopkins guy. So you know, playing at Homewood um, was, you know, like a dream come
1: true. And we got to play
0: at Homewood. I believe that was my my junior year, my junior mm-hmm. year at UNC. I uh, loved it. Um, so, you know, it was always great playing there, and I got to play there, um, you know, the PLL, too. Um, and also, I would say playing uh, in D.C. I think that's Audi Stadium. Um, I think that's a really nice venue. Has some great grass. Um, so, yeah, it was good to you.
1: You know, I, I've heard uh, Audi is, is a great stadium. Um, I've never been, even though – so I'm originally from the D.C. area, but I moved right before it was uh, finished, um, and they were they were building it, I think – yeah, they're. I know it's right next to Nats Park, but they were building it, I think, when I was living there. But I heard that's a great venue. I've had a few people that have obviously went to the PLL events there, but uh, a few went to D.C. United. And then um, my one roommate went to uh, the Defenders game there as well. So RIP. it just sounds like a good, yeah, RIP to the XFL. But it just sounds like a, a really cool, intimate environment, um, perfect for, you know, like, perfect size for, like, a lacrosse event.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully we go back.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, but that wraps up
1: the lacrosse questions, Adam. You want to take away the
2: off yep, the field questions? Sounds good. Um number one, what are some hobbies or activities uh you enjoy doing when you're not on the lacrosse field?
0: Uh some hobbies. Um so I'm a big I'm a big walker. Um okay. I love counting my steps. i definitely say that's one of my hobbies. You know, I also have a huge uh sweet tooth. Um okay. so baking. I love love baking. Yeah, I get to nice. eat it.
2: Um and I don't know, I would say that's really about it right now I guess spending time with friends. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um kind of that leads into my next one. Uh you talked about having a sweet tooth. We're always curious uh what's your favorite meal and do you prefer to dine out, take out or cook at home? Oh,
0: okay. Um you know, I just rather I rather cook at home. Um mm. I'm a pretty pretty simple kind of guy. Like uh my favorite food is actually sweet potatoes. Um Okay. So like for me, like, ideal meal. Just maybe some sweet potatoes, some rice, and really anything else. Um, but, you know, interestingly enough, I don't like uh,
2: sweet potato fries. Okay. So. Plot twist.
1: Uh, I'm probably the opposite. Like, I'm not a huge sweet potato guy, but I will eat the sweet potato fries.
2: I'll, I'll eat it all. Oh, yeah, I'll probably bake big sweet potato probably like, you know, two or three times a week, really. <laughs> Nice. Um, number three, uh, who is a non-lacrosse athlete you would think would excel at lacrosse?
0: You know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, Serena Williams would dominate the, the female game. Absolutely, hundred you know,
2: percent.
1: I forget someone else had that answer. I think it was one of our women's uh, guests that that had that answer too. Um, I'm not gonna take a stab at it at the risk of misquoting, but one of our past guests said that as well, and obviously she's a world-class athlete. I think she would excel in any sport exactly she does, right. but yeah, that's a good yeah. answer. That's
2: awesome. Um, let's see, and then uh, kind of along the food lines, it doesn't have to be a restaurant, but what's some of your favorite spots to go back to when you're in Chapel Hill? Oh,
0: wow, that's a good one. Topo. Okay. yeah uh, uh, Top of the Hill, that's definitely a good one. Um, you know, they do have a uh, Connect full Set, at the back bar that I used to run. So I always love love going back there. Um I also say I don't know, always nice to go. There's never, it's not like special to uh Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. But um I would definitely say Chipotle. Um that's really a go to. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm probably if I'm not you know making food I'm probably hitting that up. Yep. Um cool. Yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. Uh
2: and then number five since uh most of us are are stuck inside for the uh foreseeable future we're always curious uh what are some this can be a two part any any t v shows or movies you'd recommend and then any books uh you've read potentially that you'd recommend um uh,
0: aerial america um you know I've at okay. three people, so like you know that's kind of, kinda of what we throw on. that everyone loves and uh, i I highly recommend that okay. um, now you know from a, from a book standpoint, um, yeah, I'm not really reading anything right now that's, like, you know, super, super special.
2: I, I haven't seen Aerial America yet, but I, I've seen, like, coming attractions up, and it looks phenomenal, so.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a great great fun fact, you know? A lot of good stuff there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: awesome. absolutely. I have to ch- I'll have to check that out as well. Uh, but, Mark, this is great. We we appreciate you coming on. we like to end on one final question, and is that... It- We'd like to end on one final question, and that's uh, what is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally?
0: Um, I would say keep practicing and, you know, don't give up. Don't give up on your dream. Um, those, I would say those two biggest things because a lot, you know, a lot can happen along the way, but I feel like it's kind of, the, you know, kind of stay resilient, hold fast to your dreams. I think it'll work out
1: absolutely i think that's some some great advice for our young listeners well uh this has been great mark we appreciate the moose coming on the podcast uh remind people where they can find you on social media
0: yeah i'm on instagram uh mcneils 21 um hit me up
1: awesome well thanks mark so much Uh, we look forward to watching you uh when the archers take the field all right thank you thank you for having me i hope you guys have a good day you too we appreciate it and uh, stay safe Today, I also want to talk to you about Design Tree. On our Design Tree store, we have several t-shirt designs like the Pro Lacrosse Talk T am wearing today, our Blast Lacrosse shirt, Crosses Medicine shirt, and many more designs on the way. Design Tree is also home to hundreds of other t-shirt designs in the realm of sports and pop culture. To help support the podcast, please consider checking out our Design Tree store at dsgntree.com backslash pro-lacrosse-talk and grab a shirt today.